Let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step by step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. Welcome back to another edition of the Massive Joe's Show Fitness Times Business. I'm here with my good man, Big Nevos. Hello. Where have you been, my brother? I got cut out of a few episodes. You've you been hiding me. in the shadows. You dropped me. You've been, you've been, you've been eagerly. You've, you've gone from, uh, from, from podcast presenter to podcast listener. Yeah. In a matter of uh, zero to a hundred, real quick. Apparently, Aaron Singerman was more important than I was. <laughs> so I've had to take a backwards seat. Apparently, Ghost of Redcom are more important yeah. than uh, than Big Nevy. Anyway, he's back by popular demand, I might say. Because I've been getting hit up in the DMs, man. People are sliding into my DMs. They're like, when is Neve coming back? Well, I hope so. Neve is back. This episode of the Massive Joe Show, we have a jam-packed episode for you guys. Fitness times business, of course. And our topic for both parts of this podcast is realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. We're about to go balls deep in this realistic expectation side of things. A, uh, a, a an episode of the Massive Joe Show that I'm I'm sure is going to be very interesting for you guys to listen to, and I hope is going to bring you a lot of value. Whether you're tuning in for the fitness side of uh, the podcast or the business side of the podcast, Big Neve, let's start with fitness. Yep. And let's talk about realistic expectations because it's something that you and I, uh, you know, having been in this industry for for quite some time now, over uh-huh. twenty years combined, uh-huh. uh, probably almost thirty years combined, really, probably if you 30. do the math, probably thirty. Um, and we've seen uh, the rise and rise. I was say rise and fall. The rise and rise of of social media in particular, mm-hmm. and the effect that that's had on realistic expectations in the fitness space. Mm-hmm. What do you feels, man? Well, I mean, I think, I think it goes, I think it goes even before, uh, before social media. Yes. I think it does go back to the initial bodybuilding magazines yep. and the initial supplement adverts. And I know you will agree with me this, with this one, because I know you remember the old, uh, Ronnie Coleman BSN ads. Of course I remember. And uh, I mean, this isn't exactly fitness, but it, well, it is fitness. But you, you know the the old Synthesis and Nitrix yep. and, uh-huh. and those kind of BSN staple. And I yes. legit thought that I'd take them, and within six months, I would look like Ronnie Coleman or Thomas Wolf or Correct. who else they had on there. There, but they they each had their their stack, and they had five or six products. And I I, yep. I dropped three or four hundred dollars, didn't do a single thing for me. Of course, of course. So that I mean, that's that's media, but, really. I mean, but that's the thing is, I had that unrealistic expectations that I was going to take those supplements, yep. um, and look like those 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 individuals. But fast forward now to the 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 age of social media, the age yes. of Instagram and Facebook is where you've constantly. Uh, I mean, obviously, people follow who they want to follow. That's that's the beauty of Instagram. Uh-huh. But you'll follow your inspirations or your idols, whoever that may be. It might be your Phil Heath. It might be with Jeremy Boynina. Um, Jason Poston, those kind of guys, big name, Joey Swole, Joseph you. Mitchell, whoever, whoever yeah. it may be. Yeah. But the thing is, is you look, they'll look like that. They might be, eight, you might be, however old you are, 18, 19, 20, 30, 40. Yeah. And a lot of people just have an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. of what it takes to get to that particular level, be it the, uh, the amount of time it takes, mm-hmm. the effort that needs to go into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the amount of just, persistence and ongoing years it takes to actually reach that top level. I, uh, I, I, I did a, um, an Instagram live last night, as a matter of fact, I did an Instagram live and, and, uh, I got into, I effectively interviewed, interviewed on my Instagram live. I don't know how fuck that happened, but it happened. Um, and I was asked about the effect that social media was having on, um, uh, body dysmorphia or, or body image issues mm-hmm. with today's youth. Yep. And it really ties into to, to kind of what we're talking about now. And I just want to, I want to set the scene a little bit for the listeners because back when you and I first started our health and fitness journey, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned, you mentioned magazines, obviously yep. magazines, media in the conventional sense was around, mm-hmm. but social media as we know it today was not. Yeah. Like it was there, but it wasn't as prevalent yeah. as it was now. Like you, everyone, you know, well, not everyone, but a lot of people had Facebook, yeah. but you didn't check it every day. Yeah. You know, it was kind of just there. Yeah. Instagram didn't exist. Yeah. Um, you know, the, as we know it today, completely different world. Mm-hmm. 
So when we started on our health and fitness journey, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to interview you a little bit now. Yeah. When we start on our health and fitness journey, yeah. where did you, where did your expectations mm. on how long it was going to take to achieve a particular goal back then, whether it was deadlifting a certain amount or looking a certain way, whatever the goal was. Yeah. How did you form those expectations? Like what, what were you consuming was, that allowed you to go, okay, this is my goal and I reasonably expect that it's going to take this much time, this much effort to achieve that goal? If, obviously for me, I, I I didn't read bodybuilding magazines. Those were the things. So yep. it was just really the uh, the guys that trained around me in the gyms and, and, and yep. where I trained. So my local yep. gym, which was Limbo Gym at that stage. Yeah. So that's where I saw the guys that were training there, the, the guys training beside, beside me at 5.30 every night. Yeah. Um, chatting to them, talking to them, watching them train. That, yep. that was who I based my... Uh, goals on, but also, um, yeah, where, where I had my expectations, what I possibly could look like mm-hmm. if, I, if I put in that effort. So you were you were setting your expectations based on real life. Yeah, it was effectively, it, right? It was yes, yeah. And it uh, wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't unrealistic. It wasn't, it wasn't un- a highlight reel, effectively, right? The thing you, was, it, you were seeing the real. The thing was, it wasn't unrealistic because yep. um, I'll just use a couple of the people at Limbo Gym. Is, yes. is Matt Brinoli, uh yep. currently owns Limbo Gym, but he owned Limbo Gym when I was there. Freak. Very, very good uh, bodybuilder. He won yeah. uh, WMBF Asia Pacific Championship, but also yeah. won uh, numerous uh, powerlifting titles. But yeah. um, he taught me how to deadlift. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, he deadlifted 340, like, I think his best was 340 kilos that he did at a stupid IMBA show that you may have competed. 340 in. kilos natty. On stage. Disgusting. Yeah. On stage at a bodybuilding show, he uh, yeah. deadlifted 340. Yeah. And this was about at about 90 kilo body weight as well. Yeah. So a big lift. Um but yeah, training with him and watching him train and watching the effort he put into, um, I mean, that was that was one thing. I mean, but then you go and let, let's just take that to um, social media where, who was that guy that not long ago, Brad Castlebury? Yes. Who used to bench press, bench Fake press weights. six plates and, yeah. and, and, and leg press a thousand kilos or whatever and yeah. like those big numbers and then got caught out for fake plates. Yeah. I think as I loaded Matt Brinoli's 340 kilos and his 300 kilos. That I, shit was heavy. I, I knew how heavy it was. <laughs> those weights were real. So that's the thing is is I, I firsthand knew that that's what it, what it um what he was lifting and how he trained yeah. to get to that. Um, yeah. Hazel Cayley was a P- PT that he trained there, arguably one of the best natural bodybuilders. Multiple world champions. World titles. But the yeah. thing is, is um, I saw him train, as I said, obviously in the gym, but also yeah. watched him pose in the little back room at Limbo's and, yeah. and yeah, stood in the corner and watched. But yeah, um, yeah watched him pose and, and um, w- go through his routine for, for his shows, for his guest posing, all that kind of stuff before he went overseas. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you can't Photoshop real life. You and you were and you know you were seeing not just the highlights, right? You were yeah. seeing the work. You were seeing the effort. You were seeing you were seeing real, exactly. effectively. Exactly. And I feel, and I'm exactly the same. Hmm. I feel that that's really what allowed you to set a realistic expectation on what it was going to take for you to achieve your health and fitness goal. Yeah, exactly. Fast forward now to 2018. Yeah. The year we're recording this episode of the Massive Joe Show. Yes. And a lot of people aren't consuming that realness, mm. for lack of a better term, and therefore don't have something real to set their expectations on. Would you agree? Exactly. Uh, and and well, I'll put that down to a lot of factors. Well, one yeah. thing is, is obviously... I think it's also the environment people put themselves in. Okay, please explain. I'll explain that. Yes, I've always, I've always in every aspect of my life, yes. like an analogy to, I'd rather be a small fish in a big pond than a big fish in a small pond. Okay, so it's always like if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Correct. That kind of saying. Yes. At Limbo Gym, I wasn't the strongest guy. There was a lot of stronger guys in there. Yeah. I wasn't the most. Well, I was, I was young as well. But even now, if I walked in there now, I'm still not the. Most the, big genetic, dog. the big dog. I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not the best bencher. I'm not the. I don't have the biggest delts or the biggest arms or the biggest quads or the strongest. Or the, if I stepped on stage against the uh, limbo gym team, I wouldn't win. Those kind of things. I was. I was never the leanest. It's the thing is, I, I wasn't the best. Whereas if you go to some of the smaller places, like your 
let's just say Anytime Fitness, for example. I mean, Anytime Fitness ha- does have some who who have good quality. I mean, you and Josh train at Anytime Fitness, so that's mm-hmm. probably a bad example. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is some of these more commercial gyms, like your Jets gyms, um, your small smaller gyms, is you don't have that level of athlete training there. Mm-hmm. So really, you're the you're the big dog there. Like you, you're the biggest guy there. There's nothing for you to strive to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to be weaker, if you want to have a smaller physique, mm-hmm. you could you could watch the other guys strive train. To that. <laughs> you can strive to that if that's what if that's what you want. Depends what your goals are, really. Yeah, but the thing is, is you don't really have anyone to look up to or or train with. I mean, even you'll be the same playing footy or basketball. Yeah, you always try to get up to the next grade, or you, if you try to mix it with the best training, man. If you're playing B grade, you want to train with the A grade so you can yep. learn how do they train and how they play. Of course. If you if you're playing under 17s, you want to go up to under 19s or of that, course. those kind of things. Is always. Yeah, same as school. If you if you're in your eight and you're fucking A pluses, you want to get up to year nine level. Those kind of things. Yeah, like you always want to be bettering yourself. So my uh, my biggest thing at the moment, right, is uh, I'm going to back up to what you mentioned about magazines, mm. right? So you mentioned old school media that back then really was the one source of, I guess, unrealistic inspiration, yeah. right? Because if you saw, you opened up Muscle Mag or Iron Man or whatever fuck yeah. the magazines were back then, mm. uh, and you looked at the, effectively the supplement ads because yeah. that's where it was, mm. and it was like, take this product, look like this. Yeah. Mr. Olympia or Mr. Olympia contender. Yeah. Right? But if you go back to that time, Mm. those were very specific, infrequent instances where you might look at a magazine. Yeah. Right? You weren't reading the same magazine, seeing the same unrealistic content every day, two, three, four, five times a day. Right? So it was in small doses. I'd read a magazine and put it down and I'd... Go do something else. Of so. course. And if you look at the ratio of the actual real mm. content that yeah. you were consuming from fucking being in the gym, seeing these guys put in time, effort, work mm. to achieve a particular goal, you take the ratio of the amount of that content you were consuming to the amount of unrealistic magazine or, or conventional media content, mm. and then you compare it to the ratio today mm. of now magazines are effectively obsolete, but people are consuming social media, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is, still unrealistic for the most part, Yeah, but consuming on a much more frequent basis. Yeah. So now it becomes every day, two times a day, three times a day when you wake up before you go to work, when you finish work, when you're at the gym, before you go to sleep. Yeah. The ratio is fucked. Yeah. Because and I feel like that is really the driving force of why so many people getting into health and fitness now, and even people who are who have been in it for a while, mm. just don't have the, I'm not going to say ability, but don't have the consciousness yeah. to set realistic expectations like you used to 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm. But I mean, but even when we see that on social media nowadays, is and yep. people have been caught out for it. As I said, Brad Castleberry with his fake weights. Great example. Devon Physique with his Photoshop. Photoshop. Great um, example. Rich Piana, may you rest in peace, but Rich Piana and yep. using fake plates in, in videos. And, but, um, but, but, but let's just point it. it it's not new, it's right? Because they no, used to do not. that in magazines. Well, they do it like that. I mean, What's I remember. What's changed is the how much you consume that exactly. unrealistic bullshit. But it's not just like this. Is a little off topic from fitness, but yeah. it is everything is an unrealistic expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially but we'll get into the business uh, yeah. in a but, second. But don't you worry. But especially when we've got Instagram, where you yeah. can adjust the contrast. Let's adjust the toning. Yeah. Oh, let's fucking bring my waist in a tiny bit here. Let's whiten my teeth. Let's whiten my teeth. Let's perfect. Smooth my face. Let's. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's let's not post the ninety nine photos where I look a bit fat and bloated. Yep. Let's get that one perfect photo where I'm hitting the right, exactly the right angle, and yep. fucking everything's just falling into place. I'm in under the right downloading. Correct. Is is unrealistic expectations because it's it's not really what you're looking like. No. Um. But I mean, it works in all aspects, and this is slightly off topic. Yes. Yes. But the thing is, is like even me myself, like my dad's got a, a Jag. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad works very hard, but he's got a nice Jag. Mm-hmm. Thing is, is my car was getting service. I drove my dad's Jag the other day. Do you know when people hit me up like? Did you get a new Jag? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the Range Rover, I was getting a bit sick of the Range Rover, so I got a Jag too. No. Just traded it in. Yeah, which one am I going to, no, but which one am I going to pick? Yeah. Like, but the yeah. thing is now, okay, okay, now, now 
this guy thinks that I own a Jag. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to fake life. <laughs> it, but it's but you know what the thing is a well man is it's circular right yeah. so you've got people consuming this content much more frequently which is unrealistic yeah and then uh, putting out unrealistic content and then consuming more of it and yeah. putting, so it's 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 very difficult to kind of break the yeah the cycle yeah so to speak yeah you know what I'm saying hmm. I mean it's very easy to, yeah and that's the thing it's very easy to to fake the life you want on social media yeah like you said it's a highlight reel. Absolutely. I'm going to post a photo of me standing in front of a nice three-story house with the fucking landscape gardens. I'm not going to go out to Davron Park in a fucking trust fund house and stand a picture in the front of the in in front of the garden with like the windows missing and the grass around. You're my not. Nose. No, you're not. That's the thing is I'll 100%. show you. But is 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 I'll show you what I want to show you. Yeah, yeah. So just circle circle back to, to health and fitness because I I do, I want I want to frame this in in the the space of of a health and fitness goal. But in the, in the thing is, yeah, you're right. We we in terms of, but and that's the other thing. In terms of our end, end goal, yes. So okay, your end goal is to look like Joseph Menzel, who's an IFBB pro. Yeah. So you're early thirties now. Yeah. The thing is, is how why should you start lifting weights? Start lifting weights. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. So you've got eighteen years. Yeah. That you've been putting in work. Yep. Putting in effort, which yep. is probably the same age as a lot of the listeners who are listening to this podcast right now. Yep. If not longer. Yep. So for as long as they've been alive, every day they've been alive, you've been doing that one percent, that yep. one extra rep. Yeah. That one one thing to do to move yourself forward closer. One percent is baby. Then they add up. That's the thing, is yep. is persistence uh-huh. and but it's also is is persistence day in, day out. Uh-huh. But it's persistence, as we said, for for a long period of time. Correct. Doug Miller didn't wake up as Doug Miller. Doug Miller's forty years old. Yeah. Or, or, I don't know almost. Doug, almost. Almost forty years old. The thing is, Doug's probably the same. Doug's been doing it for twenty five years, and they call that his nutty status. But yeah. the thing is, he's doing it day in day out. Training is busting his ass because we know how hard he trains. Busting yeah. his ass with that kind of intensity, that and following his diet. Even like diet ninety five percent of the time, ninety percent of the time on on point three hundred sixty five days of the year. Yeah. I mean, it adds up. Is is those one percent adding up? Of course, it is. It's not just going and and. Think, oh, I want to lose a bit of weight. Here, let's let's go for a walk or every morning for one week. Let's let's do my progress photos after one week. Or oh, look, I haven't lost body fat. Let's give up. Yep, it's, it's not how it works. And I think for you know, so I I I, I want to give some actual information. Like I want to give some value. I want to give some. I want to provide some fucking value mm. to the listeners right now. Yeah, because I'm sure there's a bunch of of the listeners listening and agreeing, like nodding their head mm. to everything we're saying. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so what what do you do now? Like, how do you how do you get out of this cycle? Mm. How do you set? How do you take a health and fitness goal? Yeah. Set a realistic expectation, and then how do you go about achieving that realistic expectation? What think, does that look like now? I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's bad to do have. You, do you do you uninstall Instagram? No. Well, I, I mean, for, for me, stuff like seeing a picture of Joey Swole or Doug Miller's hamstrings, mm-hmm. it, it motivates me. It doesn't dishearten me. Yeah. It motivates me to where I want to be, I guess, in a long term goal. Yes. But I don't use it. Uh, like I don't use it as any other thing other than just a motivational piece. Yes, um, I think I think what you really need to do, and, and we've been over this before, is is setting smart goals. Mm-hmm. So setting specific, s- measurable, attainable, realistic, time bound goals. Yep. Which means, am I going to look like Ronnie Coleman after six months of weight training? No, yep. no, you're not. So, so what goal can you get to mm-hmm. in in a short amount of time? Mm-hmm. Um, and and going from there, which isn't going to get you disheartened. So it might be dropping from 15% body fat to 12% body fat by the time you go on your holiday in 10 weeks' time or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But as we said before, and going back to something, it's about finding something that fits your lifestyle is yes. another tip that, yep. that I'd give. Yep. Um, I mean, if you hate chicken and broccoli and you're eating that every single day, like you can't keep that up as, as you can't persist with that diet. Mm-hmm. You have to find something that works for you that will help you achieve your life, your long-term goals as well. Yes. Um, I mean, there are two things I'd say is, sh- is set smaller goals yep. based on yourself, not based on somebody else. Yep. You can't say my goal is in three years' time to look like Jeremy Boindina because uh-huh. I'm not going to have a 20-inch waist, be five foot two and be the Mr. O, is, is I have to set goals specific to my own body. 
You know what I'm going to say, man. I'm 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 going to give some some real advice here. If I was, you know, starting out on my health and fitness journey now, knowing knowing what I know and knowing, mm. you know, having the the knowledge of of the amount of time I've been in this industry, what I would do mm. is I would I would set my goals. Absolutely right, and they can they can be you know if it's to make it to the fucking men's physique Olympia stage, which is my goal at the moment. Mm. That's fine. Like they can be out there. Well, yeah, I like, what I like to call macro goals. Yeah, but the thing is, let me finish. Let me finish. The thing is, you have you, you're not saying that that's going to happen in six months' time, though. Okay, so I'll get there. Mm. So I'll set the macro goal, mm. right, and I'll understand what that is. Mm. Then I'm going to exert a little bit of awareness mm-hmm. and understand that a lot of the content I'm consuming that is designed to be inspirational, motivational, educational, informational, whatever the fuck you want to call it, mm. is not realistic. Mm. So I would exert some awareness. I would actually, you know what I would do? I would, I would reach out yeah. to people who have been there and done that yeah. and ask them. I would slide into the DM and I would ask them. Mm. I would say, look, man, this is what I want to achieve. Realistically, how long is it going to take me to achieve it? Mm. Because I get, like, flip the script real quick. I get that all the time. People slide into my DMs and ask me shit like that all the time. Mm. And I'll be 100% honest. Mm. I'm like, if you're starting out, and you want to make it to the to the men's physique Olympia stage? Mm. It's a fifteen year goal. Yeah, exactly. So I would do that. I would exert some aware. I would actually become aware of the fact that most of the stuff I'm consuming is unrealistic, and therefore I can't base. If you look at the SMART smart goals, the mm. the time bound, I can't base it on on that shit. Mm. I actually need to reach out to people and start framing something that's realistic. Mm. Hundred percent, and also in terms of that is is find out how to get there from that person as well. Of course, is when they're hitting up and say, "Joey, how do I get this in fifteen years' time? Can you help me get to that point?" Yeah, that's the way you have to filter through the bullshit. Yes, because you've got a lot of these uh, online programs or or, or eight week transformation programs or online training programs, just general coaching bullshit. program, and and. Yep. They're just that's it. They're just general programs. Yeah. They're not individually specified. They're not individually tailored to your goals or yeah. individually tailored to to your body type or yeah. or any injuries or your genetics or your blood type. Whatever, yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah, your hormones, those kind of things, is yeah, is reach out to someone like yourself who yeah. who can actually assist you to get there. Not just someone who's going to take your money, give you yeah. a, a, a what's the word, just a cookie cutter. Bullshit. Bullshit diet and, yeah. and training plan. Something unrealistic. That you could get just out of a magazine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and really get that help needed to get there. And I think one, like once you once you do that, once you once you become you you're aware, right? You've done the research you need to do to actually set the realistic expectation. There's then another couple of things that I that I would recommend, Neve. The first one would be to exert patience, mm-hmm. right? So once you, you know, it's one thing to be aware and set the realistic expectation, but then it's another thing to actually, you know, I said, I said, set that long-term vision, mm. you know, uh, have the, have the macro vision, but it's another thing to execute on the micro or execute day to day. Yeah. So I would, I would be patient with the fact that, you know, it's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take some time. And a part of that patience would be to actually enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, which ties into if it fits your lifestyle, which mm. you, you've touched on again and, and we mention all the fucking time, mm. you know, enjoy the process and the journey. Yeah. And then finally, because we do live in this social media world and we are consuming unrealistic highlight reels every single day or multiple times a day, mm. would be not to get disheartened. Yeah. By you know, you see somebody throw up an unrealistic transformation Tuesday pick mm. that shows they you know they went from someone who didn't look like they lifted to the fucking uh, bikini Olympia in three months, yeah. or just some just some bullshit like yeah. that that you see every fucking day. Yeah, I wouldn't allow that to dishearten me because once again it comes back to the awareness because mm. I would be aware that mm. it's unrealistic. Yeah, that it's bullshit. My, my probably my biggest advice is, is when you're and yeah we, you just said it again and I touched on it before is yeah. is finding it that that fits your lifestyle mm. to reach to be able to ha- because as you said it's it's a it's a marathon 
Yeah. To get to that end physique, to get to the end goal you want to be in and the people you look up to is a 10, 15 year kind of process. It's it's patience and persistence, my man. But the thing is- It is, really is. Like I've said before, if, if you're suddenly cutting out, going out with your friends because mm-hmm. you need to stay home to rest, mm-hmm. if you're not going to go out to the pub and have a beer mm-hmm. because it, it might increase your estrogen levels by 0.0001%, mm-hmm. if you're not going to enjoy that, that fucking- family dinner with your family yeah um you know if you on a saturday night you don't have your all your mates go out to crispy creams and you sit there at the front with a long black because mm-hmm. you don't want to have calories mm-hmm. and those two calories will fit your fucking diet mm-hmm. it's those kind of things and you're going to get sick of it pretty soon mm-hmm. and it is not something that you can do for the next 15 years and it's it's part of enjoying the journey and it's part of enjoying it's the journey enjoying and the i can tell you it's obviously there's a difference between that and being in in comp prep and six weeks out but of we're course, just talking but we're just talking day to day living yeah. is is just something that that it, yeah, you're not going to enjoy, and therefore you're not going to be able to be able to do that for the long run. You know what, man? It all ties back to if it fits your lifestyle. It does, does it not? It does. <laughs> it does. Fucking, we're talking about realistic expectations in yeah. fitness, and we've we've ended up back on if it fits your lifestyle. That's the thing. If you if you don't want to train seven days a week, then don't train seven days a week. Train exactly. five days a week. Train harder yeah. in those five days. It's yeah. just the thing is, is you have to do what you enjoy. Yeah. If you're in, if you don't enjoy training legs, well. Okay, don't train legs. Like it's, it depends, obviously, what you want your own physique to look like. But yeah, there's nothing in the rule book that says you need to do things or do 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 what you enjoy, and that and that's what's going to be able to help you over the next fifteen, ten, fifteen years. Once you've set that realistic expectation, mm. my man, let's 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 flip it. Let's move on. Let's move away from fitness now, and let's uh, let's move on to business. And we're gonna we're gonna hit business with exactly the same topic Mm. because there are a lot of crossovers. Mm. So we're going to talk about business with regards to realistic expectations. Yeah. And I want to, you know what? I want to, I want to, we weren't going to do this, but, but fuck it. Let's do it anyway. I want to talk about both sides. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about people who do run their own business because we have spoken about that in previous podcasts a fair bit. Mm -hmm. But then I also want to talk about people who work for someone else and setting realistic expectations for career progression mm. within someone else's business. Yep. What are your thoughts on this, man? Um, well, let's talk about business. Is Your own business? Your own business. All right, let's start there. Let's start there. For all the business owners, for all the entrepreneurs, let's start there. I mean, I mean, people think that, and I'm going to go straight back to social media, mm-hmm. is you see people on social media yep. driving their Lambos. Yes. Driving their... Audi R8s. Yeah, they're Jags. And they're Jags, yeah. <laughs> um, in the big fancy houses, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that's what you think that being a business owner is going to get you. Yeah. Is you think that, all right, I'm going to go start up whatever, Steve Supplements. Yeah. I'm going to go to work. Mm-hmm. The customers are going to start flowing in. Mm-hmm. Fuck, in three years' time, or six months' time. Six, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's go months. three years. Let's go like three yeah. months. Three months' I'm going to have a multi-million dollar business. I'm going to be pulling in three grand a week. I'm yeah. Gonna be all, I'll be CEO on 10K a day in no time. Yeah. Um, is Yeah, it's just that unrealistic re- expectation. We hear it a lot, and I, I bring this up because we get a lot because people say to us, yeah. you must love it at Massive Joe's because all you do is train and, and film videos. Yeah. Um, and be on Snapchat and Instagram is is they don't realize the effort, especially from yourself as a business owner, mm-hmm. because you put in fucking probably twice as much work as the rest of us, mm-hmm. is, is exactly what goes into it to achieve what you've achieved. And and they don't see the behind the scenes and see how much effort effort goes into it. I mean, yeah, you might pull, I mean, let's just say your, your standard employee um, pulls in $1,000 a week. Mm-hmm for numbers sake, mm-hmm. for a 40-hour work week. Mm-hmm. You're probably putting in 120 hours, and let's say you might take away 1,200 a week. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that you've just done three hours, you put it on an hourly wage, an hourly wage yep. here, yep. and you're putting in three times as much for pretty much the same wage just to say it's your own business. Yes. So that's one thing as well. People just don't understand, um, yeah, the, the time and amount of hours and, and the return on investment that gets from being your own boss. Well, not, not even that, man, but... but- on like the whole, you know, the one thing that I see that that frustrates me the most is is once again like, and you're correct. It, it once like I I feel like we're sounding like a broken record, but it does tie back to social media. Is so many people will will go into their own business or start their own business or, or you know go on their own entrepreneurial uh, journey, whatever the fuck you want to call it, 
And because of the highlight reel that they're consuming mm. every single day, their expectation is that they're going to go from zero to a million yeah. in a year. Yeah. Do you know how fucking hard it is to go from nothing yeah. to a million in any any period of time? Not a year. Yeah. Like to go from nothing, mm. which is where most people start their business. Yep. You know, especially today. It's like, you know, fucking bootstrap that shit. Yep. To generating a million dollars worth of sales in a 12-month period mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And people just expect it to happen in the first year. Yeah. Do you know how many times I hear that? Mm. Every fucking day I hear that. It seemed, <laughs> it seemed like the, the hot thing uh, like three to five years ago was yeah. around being a personal trainer. Yeah. Now in the fitness industry, the hot thing is to be an online coach or an online yeah. an online uh, coach, online personal trainer, etc. Yeah. I can't talk because yeah, I do it on the side. Yeah. Um, the different side, yeah, I, I do it. Just as a side business, it's not my income. Yeah, let's use someone um, like Zach Smith for example. Sure, because he's very he's well known on Instagram. I mean, Zach's been doing it for a fair while. But the thing is, is people see people like Zach, yeah, um, like in Thailand or holidaying, mm-hmm. um, working by the pool on his plans and stuff. But the thing is, is is people think that that's what they're going to do. They're going to put online coach in their bio on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then they sit there and wait for the clients to roll in, and mm-hmm. they don't come. Mm-hmm. Thing is, is it's just not what happens. You don't just suddenly automatically put online coach, decide you're going to be an online coach or online personal trainer, yep. and suddenly you're sitting by a pool in Thailand writing plans for your 100 clients. It yep. just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Because people have an unrealistic expectation of, of what it takes to get to that level. Mm-hmm. The behind-the-scenes streamlining of, of, pro, of, of a process of things, as you know, marketing, mm-hmm. the website, the infrastructure, mm-hmm. the knowledge, mm-hmm. Um, having the people on hand like Zach's let's just use Zach again but Zach's photo shoots all those kind of things aren't free mm-hmm. thing is it, he doesn't just sit there and, and clients hit him up it's taken years until he until he's got to that kind of level mm-hmm. the same as Massive Joe's mm-hmm. absolutely I mean um, I'll go back to myself I, I stopped landscaping because I was sick of working in uh, the rain and the hot mm-hmm. I turned into a little bitch and <laughs> um, at this stage I was buying my subs off from Massive Joe's yep. and I didn't do it. This was before Instagram, social media. So it wasn't the fact that, oh, I saw Joe, see Joe in his Hummer in his car or whatever, and I see his half. I didn't drive a fucking Hummer back then, yeah, exactly, I drove a van. Exactly, exactly that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, that, that, I didn't have that to look at and compare to. Yeah. I didn't have Joe and his half court in or the big warehouse or yeah. the life, the lifestyle on, on social media, those kind of things. Is, yeah. is I did it because I had a love for supplements. Yes. I was self-aware enough to know I can't fucking do this myself. Yeah. I sat there at my desk in my bedroom, as you would have started. Mm-hmm. I know you started. Mm-hmm. I had my bookshelf of subs that I got from one or two suppliers in my room mm-hmm. with not a whole lot of money in my bank account. But the thing is, is, is um, yeah, I just knew that, fuck, if I want to do what I need to do, mm-hmm. I don't have the money to get a to get a professional website made. Mm-hmm. I don't have the website to have the inventory on hand that I need to be able to make this work. Yeah, I don't have the knowledge of, of marketing is I probably uh, a big bit of that was probably the financial side of things. I just didn't have that money in, in, in reserve mm-hmm. to be able to get it set up initially as I wanted it to, for it to work yeah. like I wanted it to, to do. Yeah. Um, which is when, yeah, I met Joel and applied for the job because I'm like, well, if I want to, because I was self-aware enough to know that on my own at that particular point in time, mm-hmm. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm humble enough to admit that I wasn't good enough at that stage. Mm-hmm. And you were realistic mm. as well. You know, you didn't kind of sit there and, and think that magically fucking shit was going to happen yeah. because you were consuming unrealistic fake yeah. highlights mm. five times a day. That's the thing is, is I was I was sitting there and I, I mean, I sold a little bit of stuff to my mates, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is, okay, I sold 10 tubs of, like some weeks I'd sold like 10 tubs of Jacked, mm-hmm. Jack 3D, because that was the hot topic. That was the hot product. And Oxy Elite. The first initial powder yeah. had just come out, and they were the two hottest products. Back in the market. when USP Labs was killing again, yeah, and they were the two hottest products. Yeah, the type of Jack 3D or Jacked um, sold for fifty nine ninety five. Yeah, I used to buy it for like forty five dollars mm-hmm. because I didn't get a whole great discount from the supplier from the um, from the distributor. Yeah, so I made fifteen bucks a tub. Mm-hmm. I sold ten tubs, one hundred and fifty bucks I've made that week. Yeah. I was eating more than <laughs> <laughs> spending more money on food. Yeah. Like the thing and I had a V eight car at the moment. I was probably spending that more money in petrol driving around dropping off the products to people. Yeah. 
than I was. I mean, then I had to put, yeah, like, it's just the thing is, is yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing to set all this thing up, but then it's, okay, how am I actually going to make sales? Like, how am I going to actually get customers? When you've already got customers like Massive Joe's, now we do it very like we do it very, you do you did it well before off eBay and yep. and the infant stage of of the website. But the thing is, is now is fuck. I'd hate to be going up against a company like Massive Joe's or when when it's done so well now. Let me. I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question now as I did earlier on in this podcast for for fitness. Yeah. But so you you know when when you started you can you can answer this with regards to the landscaping business mm. or you can answer this with regards to muscle power. Yep. The supplement company, yeah, yeah. Um, your OG supplement company. Yeah. But for most people now, if you want to start your own business, mm. the inspiration mm. is social media. Yeah. Back then, what was your inspiration? Where was your what what's what helped set your realistic expectation of of how it was going to play out? Of when I first decided I wanted to start a supplement line or when I decided... Well, you can answer it, whatever. I just want to know what was your... What set your entrepreneurial expectation back then before social media existed? What was it? Uh, the, 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 I wanted to do what I enjoyed. Yeah. That was the main thing. Um, no, I'm not... Okay, let me, let me rephrase the question. From an expectation point of view, in yeah. terms of how long it was going to take for you to achieve a particular business goal, mm. what helped frame that expectation? Um, I honestly didn't have an expectation mm-hmm. because I didn't know I didn't know the financials of any business. I we, I didn't have I didn't have any insight into how many uh-huh. how much money you would have sold. Yep a month or how much you would have sold a year. Yep. I guess the only thing I could go by was how high quality your website was at that stage. Sure. Um, just the, 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 the things that you were already starting to pump out, the, the vans, the, the events that you were going, the sponsorships you were putting out, those yep. kind of things. That yep. was the only thing I could really go by at that stage. Okay. But you know what the beautiful thing about this is? What? Is the fact that you've answered this question with effectively you had no expectation. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. That is, and you know what, you know what, that makes me very happy. It's brought a smile to my face because my, in my personal opinion, that's what running your business and that's what being an entrepreneur is all about, mm. is going into it with no expectation other than the fact that you fucking love what you're doing. Mm. And I mean, there was, there was you who I used to buy from who yeah. had the website side of things. And obviously, as I said, I mean, you had the van, and that's really the the SUPS bus. Yep. And that was really the only expectation that I, or not the only expectation, but I mean, that, that's not the fucking Lambo sitting in the driveway. It's a yeah, it's a Kia van, fucking correct. And, I mean, it's not all glitz and glamour. Yeah. Um, there was another SUP brand I used to buy from um, here in Adelaide a little bit because it was close to my house, mm-hmm. and there was only one store at that stage. I think they just opened their second store at that stage. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, as well, is it was nothing glitz and glamour about that. It was just a store with fucking subs in it. Yep. I mean, there, there was nothing other than I, I enjoy subs, I enjoy taking subs. My mates used to ask me about what subs I took. Yep. I thought I could have some kind of influence. I thought, well, not influence, but I, I had a knowledge on supplements and, and what I could recommend to people. Yep. And I thought, fuck, I could actually make a business out of this by people asking me what I take. Uh-huh. If I could somehow grow on, grow on that. I, I'd honestly probably... Possibly the reason why part of it failed was no real structure or business plan. I kind of just winged it. Really, I bought subs and somehow expected them to sell <laughs> without um, really knowing how they sell, other than putting a status up on my own personal Facebook page. Because I, back then I, I didn't know anything about Google, knew nothing about Google Ads, knew nothing about Facebook marketing, Facebook ads. I didn't even know if Facebook ads fucking were around back then. Thing is, I, I didn't know anything other. I, but the the thing is, is, I knew that. I thought that the internet was the way of the future. Mm-hmm. I knew that possibly retail, people were starting to buy off, off websites back then. Um, and I thought, yeah, well, look, that's probably where it's going to go. I don't have to pay for the overheads. And that's why I went with an internet business because I didn't have to want to pay. I, as I said before, as I said earlier, is I had no real financial backing to be able to even look at going into a money supplement store because I had no money to pay for rent or, or bank deposits or security or guarantee or any of that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But yeah, as I said, there was yeah, no no real expectation. I didn't expect that I was going to earn a million dollars in the first year. I didn't expect that I was going to be driving a Lambo or anything. It was I just did it because 
I thought it'd be something I enjoy. So exactly, mm. you d- you did it because you 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 know it's it's crazy the the crossover between business and fitness. You did it because you were more interested in the journey mm. than than the outcome, yeah, than the goal, yeah, right. And I think that. You know, a lot of people now who are going into their own business and going into the 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 um, going into entrepreneurship are doing it because they see the end result, which in most of the, the most cases is unrealistic, is fake, mm. is is the highlights, mm. and they don't really give a fuck about the journey. They right. just want they want the glitz, the glamour, they want the mm. end result, um, which is unrealistic. Yeah without even considering mm. what the purpose of, of what they're doing is, which is the fucking journey. And that's what I said, and that's what I uh, said before as well, is that yeah. people I know have started supplement shops yeah. because of what they've seen from you post or us post or see our YouTube channel. Yeah. They think that's what it's like. They think all oh, these guys are popping up shops everywhere. They must be making uh-huh. good money. Uh-huh. I'm going to go do this when they've got no no real interest in in supplements. They don't know anything about supplements. Correct. They've had no business management. Yeah. Really, no dots line up. But they've seen the possible outcome. Yeah, and and that's the reason they've gotten into it. Yeah, wrong motivations. Mm. Let's 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 flip it. I mean, that, that's the, that's the thing is is I've heard that saying before about um that when the money will... Oh, well, I can't remember what the saying is. Fuck, I need to get better at my sayings. But it's that, it's that, <laughs> it's that thing about when like the money will come to you. Yeah. Like, Don't go chasing the money. Yeah, when you yeah. when it's something yeah. you enjoy, the money will come to you. So, Yeah. Let's flip it and let's 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 move away from people who run their own business let's move to people who don't run their own business have no interest in running their own business aren't entrepreneurial at all work for someone else mm. work within someone else's business mm-hmm. and realistic expectations of career progression yeah because i feel like this is another another piece of the puzzle where People, you know, go into a job, whether, you know, whether they're fresh out of uni or they didn't go to university, they go into a job and they're expecting, you know, within the first, I don't know, let's go five years Mm. to be the number two. Yeah. Or the number three. Yeah. To be one of the top dogs Mm. in, in, in a, you know, a very short and often unrealistic period of time. Exactly. Thoughts. I mean, that's exactly right. Is, um, is I think that. I think entitled is something that people think they are for some unknown reason. Ooh. Um, you reckon it's the entitlement coming through, do you? Well, especially as well. I mean, especially. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is um, yeah, is with business, I think, something, this is just slightly taking a step back, but it's something that, that Mike Rashid said when he was here at the, the tour that you guys just did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was saying about when, like, your boss has given you, like, has given you a job, mm-hmm. like you should provide the, uh, what was the word he used? You should provide, oh, fuck, I can't even think of what he said exactly, but it was like, he's give, like you need to return that faith and work hard, work, mm-hmm. give 110% to your mm-hmm. boss because he's given you the privilege or- He's put faith in you that you can do the job. You can do the job and you need to return that with, with effort and, and he's given you a job to, him or her, mm-hmm. has given you a job to, to pay your bills, to support your family, put food on the table mm-hmm. and you need to return that 110% in terms of effort. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him saying that or something along yes. those lines? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I heard it five times, five yeah, nights I'm in sure a row every sure single night. Sure <laughs> that tour life. But it's even something like that is when, I mean, everyone goes through a stage of like, oh, fuck, like, oh, like, I don't, I don't really feel like coming to work today or, yeah. or, or my boss just yelled at me, fuck him, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Is, and everyone's been there. Everyone's done that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's had a bad day or whatever. But the thing is, is that you've, you've been given this opportunity to come and work in your position. He, he didn't have to hire you. He could have hired John mm-hmm. that, that came in before you or he's put his faith in you. He thinks that you can do the job. Mm-hmm. He's returned that faith. He's given you his money. Like at the end of the day, like you at Massive Joe's is, is paying me money. Mm-hmm. You're giving me your, your money mm-hmm. to go and work for you and to be able to pay for my car, to pay for my house, to pay for my bills, those kind of things, mm-hmm. is you need to return that faith. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that people people come and say is that they'll, they'll complain about what wage they're on. Yeah. Or like they'll come in straight away wanting to earn $33 an hour. Yes. And you've offered them $24 an hour or whatever, like the entry retail wage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what, like that's, oh no, my, my last job will give me, well, what if, why should they give you that price? Mm-hmm. Like why, why though? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What are you going to bring? What are you going to do differently? Is that people just think they're entitled to a certain amount of pay or a certain position, position. a certain title, a certain amount of responsibility? They're entitled to a lot of different things. Exactly. You know, and it really it does. You know, I I, I didn't think we were going to go down this route, but I'm kind of happy that you mentioned it because I, I really do think that it exemplifies mm. where we need to go with this route. It is, is it is definitely entitlement, mm. especially for, you know, for people who do work for a business or work for somebody else is there's, and I mean, we've seen it with, with massive Joe's, um, you know, thankfully I don't think there's anyone involved in the business now that, that still has that, you know, uh, mm. trait, prominent trait, but we've had employees in the past yeah. who have definitely definitely uh, had that, had a very prominent trait of entitlement. And I think one of the biggest reasons and biggest culprits for that is people that have gone to uni. I've done four. I've done yeah, 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 fair enough. Yeah, like, This is yep. one new one, haven't you? I'm not saying everyone. No, it's like, no. I've, I've done four years of marketing. Uh-huh. I know how to do marketing. I know everything about marketing. Yeah. Because the education system is so well put together. Yeah. <laughs> we need to give out, we need to do letterbox drops. Oh, fuck. But the thing is, is like, you got me reminiscing now, Big Dave. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing is, is as well, is that, yeah. like you've got no real life experience. Yeah, you've 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 got what your seventy year old uni professor has told you about marketing that may mm-hmm. have worked in the nineteen eighties with letterbox drops and newsletters and TV mm-hmm. print advertising. Mm-hmm. But we're in the social media age. Tell me how to lay out a, an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad. Like, how do you, can you tell me about how we're going to build a Google shop or, or those kind of things, Facebook shop, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously that's not just marketing, but it, I mean, they're things that are going to get more return on investment than fucking going and putting pamphlets in the, in the 5,000 letterboxes around your store mm-hmm. because you've just hit up 4,980 people who couldn't give a fuck about what you do. <laughs> but it looks good on paper, it looks man. looks good on paper. You know, that's so, marketing 101 right there. Yeah, so that's the thing. The, the other thing is, is, is well, is... Um, I mean, even like spe- people you speak to, and they're like, "Oh, you earn this amount of money, or you earn that amount of money," or mm-hmm. it's like, "Yeah, but I've been at Massive Joe's for seven years. Yeah, like I, I didn't walk in and demand X mm. amount of money. Mm. I went in at my at the entry wage, mm-hmm. and I learned from the bottom. I, I was you worked up. I was I was packing orders. You worked I didn't, up. I didn't walk walk in wanting one hundred and fifty. I'm not on one hundred fifty grand, but yeah. I didn't walk in. As a twenty-two-year-old or twenty-two years old, yeah. demanding one hundred fifty grand to be second in charge at Massive Joe's, yeah. I paid my dues. I I learnt from the from the infant. I learnt every product. I mm-hmm. learnt how to pack the orders. Mm-hmm. Then I learnt how to process the orders after being taught. Learned how to process the orders, answer phone calls, answer emails. I mean, all the basic stuff. And then each year, I've learned something new. Yeah, and and progressed throughout the company to be in the position now. I'm in general manager. Yeah, so. I mean, I didn't just walk off the street and be second in charge or or I didn't walk in straight off the street and start making shots or start telling people what to do or, mm-hmm. or those kind of things. Is, is you have to work your way up through the business. And, Earn your stripes. Man. Another thing is, is, is why should you, why should your boss pay you that money? Are you bringing, va- are you bringing value? Yeah. Okay. You may be. Is the value you're bringing exceeding your expense to the business? If, if you're there for 38 hours a week, well, that's great. But are you just there or like, okay, there's a difference between being there or there. Mm-hmm. Like, great. You sat at your desk for 38 hours a week, but what value have you brought to the business? Why should, when, when Joe comes in for your performance review mm-hmm. um, every 12 months, why can you sit there and ask for a $10,000 pay rise or, or a $2 an hour pay rise or yep. Or if you want, depending on what you want, if you want equity in the business, if you want this or that, what have you brought to the table over the last twelve months from your last? How have you improved the business? What have you? What skills have you learned since your last pay increase? If, if you haven't really increased sales, or you haven't learned any new skills, or you haven't added to the business, why should you get a pay rise? Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like I know businesses like Coles, for example, every 12 months you'll get a 2% pay increase or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's, okay, that's a given in some certain workplaces, but in other ones like, or if you want a pay rise, why should they give you a pay rise? What, what have you brought to the business? And I, I think in a lot of cases is people just rock up for 38 hours. They'll sit on their phones or sit on Facebook for 10 hours a day. Um, have you really given 110% while you're at work? Mm. Do you really... how? Why, why are you doing a better job? Why shouldn't we get in John who who 
doesn't want a pay rise, he's happy with 65000 instead of 75000 and he's going to put in 110%. Like, why should we keep you around? Exactly. Tie it together for us, Neve. Tie, tie it together from a, from a setting realistic expectation perspective. Mm. Let's, 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 let's start with the business owners, the entrepreneurs. Mm. How do you go in today's day and age about ensuring that the expectation you're setting for your business and your business success and your business growth, how do you go about ensuring that that's realistic? Well, I think, I think the, the main thing is do something that you love. Yes. Whether you love mowing lawns, yep. go start a lawn mowing business. If yep. you love washing cars, go start a car dealing detailing yep. business. If, uh-huh. if you love fucking selling nuts and bolts, go start a hardware store. Yep. Those kind of things and, and be knowledgeable about that business. Fall it, in love with the journey, man. Exactly. Fall and, in love with the process. And that's the main thing because it's not, as you said, all sunshine and skittles or sunshine and rainbows, whatever the fuck yep. the saying is, is... I don't think I need to learn my sayings. But, um, <laughs> yeah, if it's not something that you love, because it's, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. You're going to be on, even when I was landscaping, for the first, um, I was in my landscape business for four or five years. Mm-hmm. For the first year, I took 400 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. As a fucking, when my, when my mates were just getting out of uh, apprenticeships around that age, after their four like, electrical apprenticeships and, and trade apprenticeships, and they're only 1200 bucks. And there's me pulling 400 bucks out of my own business and putting the rest back into the business, yep. buying new tools, buying another truck, buying bobcats, those kind of things that went into the business. The mm-hmm. thing is I, was, is, I was earning 400 bucks. Yeah, I could have probably stayed at my old boss, earned $1,000 a week, but that wasn't part of what I wanted to do. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if it's it's not going to be, you're not going to open open your business and start taking 1500 two grand a week. You're mm-hmm. going to have to, like you like you'd know, you have to even have a second job, which will exactly. pay for your bills. Yep. Which will, Especially if you're starting from zero. Yeah. Is starting ha- a business from the bottom, man. Like you've got to start, you're starting from the bottom. Mm. You, you've got to meet your responsibilities elsewhere. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's probably positions where where you're in is, is don't just give away is another thing, but don't just give away your day job and fucking mm. go chasing that goal. Is is put steps in place, start your side business or your business. Start putting steps in place for six months, twelve months. Yep. While you're still that, I mean, you, you you're only working nine to five. Go yep. go home and work from seven till two on your own business. So you're saying if if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting your own business, the best way to set a realistic expectation is actually not to set an expectation. I don't think so. Is is to just pursue your passion because the thing is as well is if it if it fucking falls on its face and you know how many businesses go out of business most or, or yeah most, most there is actually percentages of how much don't work or go out of business in the first yep. 12 months or yep. go under you haven't just put the entire everything that you've you haven't just put your entire life uh in risk of of completely falling down mm. i understand in some cases that probably isn't going to be achievable is to keep your keep your job mm-hmm. If you want to start a makeup business, for example, for girls out there, if they're currently a school teacher and they want to have a be in the beauty profession, let's say, mm-hmm. and they they want to be a makeup artist or something, just start doing makeups on on Friday nights, Saturdays, and Sundays for weddings or something. Like, mm-hmm. just start honing your craft that way. Start building up your clientele, and mm-hmm. then that way you could, I know, start start stepping back and start taking one over. But that you're not putting your entire the amount of people that we've heard of that have left six figure jobs. Mm-hmm to go and start a supplement store and mm. go out of business and 12 months down the track, they're like, fuck, well, I've just lost my six-figure job that I was had a, had a steady salary, yep. had a business car, had a, had a work phone. Yep. I was paying my mortgage easily. Me and my wife went on trips. All yep. of a sudden, you, you've got none of that and you've got a $250,000 business debt that's just gone out of business. Yep. Like, just shit like that. that yeah, just... Um, and that, that's it. It's, it's not, not, not having that correct... Um, Intention, intention, motivation, I guess. yeah, motivation, yeah, because yeah, as once again I said, you're not really interested in it. It's not really your true passion. It's not your passion. All right, and then for someone who's working for someone else, how do you go about setting a realistic expectation about career progression and not being entitled? How how do you do that? I think that you need to know your position in the company. Yes. To know where you where, where you really rank in the whole food chain of a business. Yep. Um, that's one thing. Learn the business inside out. Um, it's almost the stage where you, you do need to become indispensable. Mm. Like you need to put in that much work and that much effort um, and think that, fuck, Joe, like Joe needs to keep me around because I'm bringing this much value to the business. Yep. And then in return, people like Joe or, or business owners will, will want to keep you around. Reward you. Reward you. Yep. They'll want to 
promote you from warehouse assistant to sales manager to national sales manager, general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll want to promote you from warehouse assistant to warehouse manager. They'll want to promote you from casual store assistant to to store manager. It's things like that. You can't just walk in and just start fucking swinging your dick around and think that you're going to be, <laughs> be on the big bucks and the, and the big roles. Is you, you have to work your way up. You have to put in work, and you have to be. You, but the thing, and you have to really be. Uh, what's the word? You really have to like actually work hard enough to to receive your wage. I think what you're trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're trying to say is add as much value as you possibly can mm. in your given position at that at a given point in time to the business you mm. are working for. Mm. That should be your primary goal. Mm. That is that is the, the the expectation is add as much value as you possibly can. Yeah. And then see what comes of it. But, and that works in every single workplace. And and, and value and is rewarded, man. In most it workplaces, always is. In 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 every workplace, there's going to be some kind of measure, measuring stick that people are able to judge you on. Let's Correct. say you're at um, Lorna Jane. Yep. You're going to be able to see what your average dollar spend is of your customer. Mm. Are you able to upsell if if every business has key performance yeah, indicators, if, have KPIs, if, of course. If one girl has a has a average sale of eighty two dollars, and yep. and the one next year has got two hundred and thirty dollars, we know she's able to upsell. She's yep. able to. She's a better salesperson. Mm-hmm. She's bringing in more sales for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, even like someone like Coles. Coles has scan rates. Mm-hmm. How many how many items are you scanning a minute? Mm-hmm. Um, how many customers you're serving now? But yeah. not just that, because you could have people. It's not, and that's why it's keep KPIs, which are dedicated to your p- particular position. Mm-hmm. Coles has item scan rate, so mm-hmm. yeah, you might only serve one customer in an hour, but they've got fucking twenty thousand items. But how fast are you putting them through? Yeah, if you can be the fastest person scanning items, if you can. Um, not uh, not have the the biggest variance of dollars out at the end of the day. Does your cash till? Do you get um, people? Saying good things about you, your mm. scan rate. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then then you're going to be promoted to like service manager or or a position like that. So once again, you're saying within the context of business, if you're working for someone else's business, you'll be rewarded. The best way to set a realistic expectation is to not have an expectation, mm. but to add as much value as you possibly can in the first mm. instance, mm. and then take it from there. But that, I think that works both ways, though. Is is know your worth. If you're if you're adding value to a in business, both directions though, yeah, exactly. If you're sitting there doing sweet fuck all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to recognise that yeah. worth too. You need to sit there and realise, fuck, what am I actually bringing to this business? Yeah, have I just spent five? F- I've been rostered on for eight hours and five hours. I've sat on Facebook and YouTube looking yeah. at fucking Limp Biscuit <laughs> tracks. Um, <laughs> or, or in or in hindsight, if you've grown your grown the sales thirty percent each year for five consecutive years, and, yeah. and your boss hasn't given you a pay rise over those five years, mm-hmm. we'll think. Well, fuck, does my boss, am I in the right workplace? Mm-hmm. Should I look elsewhere for a job? Can mm-hmm. I take this to a competitor and say, look, this is what I've done mm-hmm. for my particular business over the last five years. Yeah, These are these are what I've put in place. This is what I've done. These are my skills I've learned, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Sell yourself and, and yeah, is, is know your worth both ways. If, you, if you're being fucking shit and you're not putting in 100% for your boss, you're probably not going to get a raise or, or a, um, a raise or a promotion or, or, a, or any kind of, um, position in the food chain higher, so it works both ways. Fuck, it's good, mate. <laughs> it's good. It, 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 it's 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 I, I can't argue with it. I think the thing for me is I've been in both positions, so I mean, well, that's why that's why I'm asking you for your opinion mm. because you uh you know you, you definitely have some but, good insights. But I mean, and, but that, that's where you need to get feedback from your boss as well, of course. And and don't just sit there like just thinking that you're doing the right thing because you might not be doing what they want to do. Is get constant feedback, mm-hmm. and don't take that feedback to heart. Is use that is use that to work on things like such, such as me. Every year or every six months, Joe gives every three months, whatever Joe gives me feedback. Mm-hmm. And each year I've gone away, or each time I believe I've gone away and worked on that and gotten better in each aspect that I possibly wasn't wasn't doing as well in. It's, yep. it's a shit sandwich. 
what I'm doing well at, what I'm mm-hmm. doing fucking shit at, mm-hmm. something else I'm doing well at. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go away. Put your shit in the middle. Yeah, exactly. But but the thing is, is, is yeah, it, unless you're working on your weaknesses, and I, I do those things, say, well, what, Joe, I want to look at getting a promotion or I want to look at getting a pay rise. Like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? How do I add value? How do I add value to the business? What What am I doing wrong? What can I work better on? What, what do you want me to focus on? How do I add so much value that I can then ask for something back in return? Yeah. That's what it comes down to, man. Yeah. Add, 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 ask. Oh, what's that, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, but it's completely right. Is is, And I think if, if you put in the work and, and effort over the years or over a certain amount of time and, and your boss sees that, then, yeah, you're going to be rewarded for that. Value is always rewarded. Mm. Big Neve, what an episode. What a great, what a great pod, what a great massive Joe show. Good to have you back. <laughs> Dropping all kinds of uh, all kinds of knowledge bombs. I'll go away and I'll um, I'll research sayings for the next one. Yeah, I so. think you definitely need to scrub up on your sayings. Yeah, <laughs> that's what lets me down. That's an even, that's your, that's your uh, three month feedback right there. <laughs> Must get better at sayings yeah. on the Massive Joe Show. Yeah, Big Neve, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No. Well, guys, that's a wrap for this episode of the Massive Joe's Show podcast. Until next time. Where are we coming to him from, Neve? MassiveJoes.com. Stay massive. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Massive Joes Show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Massive Joes Show, ensure that you give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, we're coming to you from MassiveJoes.com. Stay massive.